that you get cold when it's 71 degrees outside. Mm. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. Tell them. I love the crinkle you get above your nose when you look at me like I'm nuts. Like I'm nuts. <laughs> uh, fuck. Damn it, you did it again. I did it again. There's two other lines. And I love you. And when you... No, you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody. You want the rest of your life to start as, as soon, soon as, as possible. possible. I've had f- three glasses of wine. I don't remember. <laughs> I've had countless. Countless. <laughs> I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fall in love in New Year's, like like Harry and Sally. Oh, that brings us to our mm-hmm. next point. Welcome back to the pod. This is... To all the rom-coms we've loved before. And tonight we're talking about our favorite rom-com. Well, your favorite rom-com, my second favorite rom-com. After Sleepless in Seattle. Obviously. But either way, Meg Ryan tops the charts. And Nora Ephron. <laughs> Um, When Harry Met Sally, directed by Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. by the one, the only... The legend. Nora Ephron. I fucking love her. Who, um, I regularly w- edit her Wikipedia page. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> I started as, like, a... It was, like, a project for, um, women filmmakers in college. Wow, and then I, I just still keep on it. Wow. I, just I did not people, know that about you. I don't want people to add inaccurate information. I'm going to her Wikipedia page right now. I wrote a couple really good lines a couple months ago, so <laughs> if, you, if you read anything pretty good. You're like, that was Sarah. Probably. Hang on a sec, I'm going to It's just like there's so many filmmakers on mm-hmm. Wikipedia that are men, mm-hmm. and they have every single movie on their page, like, define the plot, how they made the movie, mm-hmm. how much money the movie made, and then Nora Ephron, it's, like, Fucking three nothing. paragraphs. Which is some bullshit, because she's amazing. She is, and she had a crazy awesome career. She really First did. First out of college, she was a journalist. Yes, I read that. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Went on to write just really great kind of personal essays in the 70s, and that was really like mm-hmm. modern for the time where it was like journalists were putting in their own voice and mm-hmm. their work and kind of like putting in opinions and being snarky and she was like part of that mm-hmm. it's awesome and then she uh wrote a book a fictional book mm-hmm. about her. yes when her husband was cheating on her right yes right bernstein after- yes who Bastard. was also the guy who broke um the Nick, the Watergate. It was that Bernstein? Yes. She was married to the like guy. Like Woodward and Bernstein. Yes. Bernstein of Woodward and Bernstein. All the president's men, Bernstein. Yes. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't put that together. Yes. It's, it's, a lot of people don't think about it, but that was, yeah, the, they were married. Well, whoa. Yeah. And. Um, I'm a little chook from that. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So And she, then how she also like, um participated in a, in a class action lawsuit against the Newsweek magazine for sexual discrimination. Because they were Which is crazy. hiring yeah. women copywriters. Yeah. And it's the good girl's revolt. 
How the women of Newsweek sued their bosses and changed the workplace. Is that in the Wikipedia page? Yes, it is. I'm reading about it right that, now. I but it was good. I'm reading about it right now. <laughs> Listen, I'm learning. It's good. It's I'm here for amazing. it. I want to know what you wrote on here. Um, if I, I'll pull Probably it about when Harry met Sally, right? Yeah, that was on there. I also wrote about... Oh, additionally, the comment, I'll have what she's having, said by a deli patron watching the scene unfold nearby, was an idea from Billy Crystal. Efron's script was nominated... Oh, no, sorry. I thought that was going to have more that you wrote. No, but I did write that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I did, I did write that sentence. I love that you're a Wikipedia contributor. Um, and I also wrote, um, Efron has cited her high school journalism <laughs> teacher, Charles Sims, to inspire her to pursue a career in journalism. Um, what's your source? That one was from Wait, her also, memoir. I love that there memoirs. is a section of her Wikipedia page that is titled, or subtitled, Efron and Deep Throat. I tried getting <laughs> that removed and Wikipedia <laughs> denied me. Well, because it's, uh, what's his face? Bernstein. Exactly. And since like the whole thing basically but, redirects back to him and Mark Felt. Yeah. You're like, that's not accurate of her... It's not. Like, it's it's not about reflective. him. It's yes. not about him. It's her about life, her. this is her Wikipedia page. Her life extends beyond her husband. That's all. I what if I report it too? You you report it too. You should. <laughs> if I report it, then maybe they'll rethink. And then the other people. We should get a been... white man to report it. Yeah, I'll maybe I should like make Michael a Wikipedia. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I'll just have him go at it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the constant sexism. Anyways. I love it. Um, yeah, Nora Ephron's the most wonderful human being. God, she is. Uh, anyway, so she wrote that book, mm -hmm. and then after that, she um, uh, got offered to help with... Uh, like screenplays and stuff Sorry. Mm -hmm. and then she became friends with rob reiner and then all yes. these other things happened and mm -hmm. she wrote this and, yeah and they started writing didn't they start writing uh or talking about i guess when harry met sally in like 1984 yes and then it came out in 1989 which yes. is pretty crazy she has said also in interviews that like the relationship between Harry and Sally is mainly based off of yeah, like her and Rob. Renner's I read that as well. Um, because something I was reading was saying that, uh, basically she was coming off of her second divorce at that time, and like Rob Reiner was divorced as well, and so like he was newly single again after his divorce, and so like, and then the relationship between um. Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal, they used to, like, watch movies, quote-unquote, together on the phone, which is how they came up with the idea for uh, Harry and Sally to be on the phone watching Casablanca. Yeah. Which I just think is so cute! It's so great. I love that. What is so amazing about Nora Ephron is that she is, like, the ultimate cooperative filmmaker. I mean, she wrote this, but, like, she used... Like, yeah, she uses other people as well. Uh, yeah, every everything 
acting is like inspiration to making the movie better. Like everything yeah. Billy Crystal improvises, everything Meg Ryan like yeah. does with her body that's different. It's just so great. Nora Ephron's yes. so great. And I feel like that particularly like that kind of quality says a lot about women in general. You know, I feel like that is women. Women are collaborative. Yeah. They are like here for one another. They are here to like make the product itself or like the like the product of all of this work as be- as great as it can be. And, and then, it's like, not that yeah. And they're like it's I'm here for everyone's ideas. I'm here for all of this because it's going to make our final product better. And I feel like that is a very woman-centric trait. It is. I feel like with men, they're like, I don't want your idea, even if it's going to make this better. You know? Because they're like, this is my project and I need ownership over this because I am engaging in toxic masculinity. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Try me. (laughs) I know some of you listening are going to be like, "Mm, Christina, you're taking this too far. But I don't care because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) it's true um so (laughs) you're like where do we go from here (laughs) what i was actually gonna ask is like who does the informal synopsis and who does the real synopsis oh god but also you should really listeners dear listeners (laughs) if you don't know the plot of when harry met sally you need to reevaluate Mm-hmm. Everything you love and everything you hold dear. Because it's all about to change. It's all about to suddenly shift to when Harry met Sally. Yeah. And, like, you should know the plot by heart. I yeah. Just, I know 90% of the dialogue to this movie. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> honestly, Quoting it. Like, I would, like, if it was just me and Michael, I would have quoted the whole movie. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to, like, ruin the experience of watching the movie. I know. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I get it. Um. Well, I think... Let's see. Last holiday. For last, last. Yeah, for last holiday. Want to just make it up? I think we had you do it, the, the informal? informal. All right, then you do the informal. I could be wrong. That I think so. Right. I hate doing the informal. I like doing the formal one. <laughs> Too bad. Okay, so When Harry Met Sally is all about the story of <laughs> When Harry Met Sally. So this guy, Harry... Meets this girl, Sally, via a mutual friend. It's Sally's friend and Harry's girlfriend. And they're both moving to New York. And so they're like, okay, let's ride together. This would normally have taken place over, like, a group chat or a text of some sort. But this is the 1977s in the movie. So she just gets in, or he gets in the car. They're strangers, which I think is sketchy, first of all. But they do it anyway. And they drive 18 hours from Chicago to New York. And in that drive, they butt heads, right? Drama. I'm talking drama, drama, drim, dram, drimity, dram. Tension. Harry makes a pass at Sally in a way. Sally is taken aback. Dram, dram, basically. Um... They get to New York and they're like, okay, this was nice. We're not going to see each other again. Ta-ta for now, my friend. JK, we're not friends. But in the car, they have this discussion, which is like the big setup of the movie, which is can men and women be friends without sex getting in the way? Like Harry basically says men and women can't be friends because the guy always wants to fuck the girl. No matter what, basically, yeah. is what he says. And Sally says, no, 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 that's not true. You're being dumb. 
But then they're like, we can't be friends. <laughs> so then five years later, they meet again in an airport. And then they like sit next to each other on the airplane, chat, whatever. Then five years later, they meet again and they actually become friends. And both of them just got out of serious relationships. Harry got divorced and Sally got out of this relationship with Joe, an adult blonde male. Which we're going to get into apparently. Who I can't trust. Never trust an adult blonde male. Anyway. So then they become friends. Things are good. They're emotional intimacy is great and their two best friends fall in love which is amazing and sweet and carrie fisher r.i.p i love her so much and then they sleep together because (gasps) she gets sad and he comes to console her and then you sleep together as you do and then then they're like oh my god what's happening and then like a month later boom i love you and then there's a great chase scene. Yes, and there's a chase scene! Which we're going to talk about. Yeah, obviously. That's also my favorite monologue yes. in television. Not, Not television. television. <laughs> film. In film-a-vision. Film-a-vision. Listen. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Here's so, the synopsis. Formal synopsis while I take a swig of wine. All right. Harry and Sally first meet as they finish college in Chicago and spend 18 hours together in a car headed to New York. Mm -hmm. They don't quite hit it off, particularly after Harry opines. All right, Mm. interesting word to include there. Someone's trying to assert their uh, academic knowledge. Okay, like, we gotta, you majored in film, (laughs) (laughs) That a man and a woman can never be friends because he'll always want to have sex with her. To clarify, this is in a heterosexual relationship between a cisgender woman and a cisgender man, and it's, you know, the stereotypical nuclear... Disclaimer... Extremely heteronormative, extremely white, extremely cis. Yeah. And, um, anyways. Oh, they can never be friends because they'll always want to have sex with her. Over the next ten years, they occasionally meet and soon do, in fact, become fast friends. Well, uh, slow friends. Yeah, after ten years. <laughs> I feel like friends. that's a really long time to become, quote-unquote, fast friends. Uh, they share intimate details of their lives hopes, dreams, failures, and successes, and in the process, also fall in love. Mm. It's not evident. What? The last sentence of the particular synopsis I picked, it just says, it's not evident that they will be able to sustain their relationship once they sleep together. <laughs> well, damn. Um, and then it just, he retyped everything he just said. That's fucking weird. Okay. Ugh. Well, your synopsis was way better. Anyways, that's when Harry met Sally, the the formal-ish summary. I feel like the formal-ish summaries always suck. Yeah, they're never that good. Wait, but I saw a good one, I think. Here, wait, wait, let me look at this. So it says... In 1977, college graduates Harry Burns and Sally Albright share a contentious car ride from Chicago to New York, during which they argue about whether men and women can ever truly be strictly platonic friends. Ten years later, Harry and Sally meet again at a bookstore, and in the company of their respective best friends, Jess and Marie, attempt to stay friends without sex becoming an issue between them. So that's like a good um, synopsis without giving away the ending, but obviously all we do here is give away the ending. Because the endings are incredibly important. As far as reviews go, 
This movie got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, which I think is not nearly high enough, and 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I feel like is pretty good but could be higher, and a 76% on Metacritic, which is honestly a piece of shit. So 88% of Google users liked this movie. So, you know, it's okay. Oh, and it got a BAFTA for Best Original Screenplay. That's wonderful. That's I believe it. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read my favorite letterboxed review of this. Yes. Um, it's from a girl named Katie, rated it five stars. It just says, the rest of my life just started. <laughs> uh, that was good. Oh, uh-huh. another one is, hold on, this is also a five star review uh, done by someone named Jacko. <laughs> Jacko? And it says... Friend one, don't do it. Friend two, you better not. Friend three, Jack, sit down. Me. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. And then it like ends. Oh, hold on. It's the whole... Never mind. He posted the whole monologue. I love that. (laughs) Oh, Jack. Oh, I love that. You have my like. And mine, Jacko. Thank you for that review. <sighs> where do wow. we even get started? God, where this? do we get... Oh, I know where we should start. Yeah? With the question. Sarah Kelly, <gasps> do you think that men and women can be friends without sex getting in the way? I mean, yeah, me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't think that's... I think also... That question nowadays is like, that's like a stupid, it's a stupid question. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it probably was way more prevalent in the early 90s, <laughs> and that was probably like um, a good conversation starter at parties, <laughs> but like now in 2019, I, like you could say that to me and I'll be like, well, yeah, it'd be weird if they can't be Right, right. Like sexual harassment. I'm like, does anyone parts? does anyone really think that? Um, probably like dudes. I don't know. I've got a dude on the on the podcast that like um. I wonder what Michael would say about this. Probably said, yeah, of course, men and women. He has yeah, female yeah, he's yeah. yeah. I just feel like that's so dumb. But but then again, we are coming at it from Meg Ryan slash Sally's point of view. Where she was like, yeah, of course we can be friends. But then the guy, Harry, was like, well, no, he's he still wants to fuck you. Yeah. You know, which I'm like, that's so stupid. But maybe, perhaps, heteronormative cisgendered white men do just want to fuck cisgendered heteronormative white women. Maybe. Well, probably. I'm Who not. Knows? I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're like, even if you're not attracted to her. Still want to bang. Basically, yeah. Um, Which is whack. No, I think anyone can be friends with anyone as long as you're not a dick. And I think that I was agree. really the issue. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He was, like, like a, he was a dick. dick. I mean, yeah. obviously that's someone I would have fallen for. Same. Uh, Same. I love Billy Crystal in this movie even today. Same. He's very... We were talking about this a little bit as we were watching the movie, but I was like... Well, he's attractive, right? And you were like, is he? Yeah. And I was like, he's hot. 
Um, it, like this character is hot. Oh yes, right. I'm He's like, like his personality is extremely yeah. attractive. I'm to like, me, I want you to love me, but I can kind of tell he has the personality that's compensating for his for sure adequate physical looks. Look. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he's definitely like not that confident in the way that he looks, so he overcompensates in other ways, which somehow makes him hot. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the fact that he's a little bit aloof and a little bit mean, we're like, ooh, awesome. Yeah. Which is so fucked up, but that's what we've been conditioned to love. Yeah, and then he pulls it together the last minute. Mm-hmm. He becomes kind of obsessive. Which is funny. how which is how we always want things to go. Yeah. But they never do. This movie really shaped a lot of my dating from whenever I started dating till uh-huh. now, probably. Me, let me fix you. <laughs> them, no. Me, please. Them, still no. But the problem is, in Harry Met Sally, she does fix him. Yeah, but it's also like an opposite it's a track thing. True. Like, she's highly neurotic, yes. but she's very optimistic. But the problem is, like, in real life, people don't change the way that they did or at least maybe like the people i interact with (laughs) haven't changed that much but it was 10 years that's true that's true it's 10 years and he fell in love and Mm -hmm. he had his heart broken and i think that really shapes uh, you're correct i take my previous statement back yeah 10 years and it was like he was right out of college that's true which is kind of where we are exactly right now so everyone's a douchebag now literally height of pretension (laughs) in 10 years they just might be a douchebag living in like decatur you know (laughs) or they could be not a douchebag who knows tbd anything can happen so i really liked this line in this article i was reading on the av club where it says (laughs) it says uh, when Harry met Sally opens in 1977 with the acrimonious first meeting of Crystal's Harry and Ryan Sally during an 18-hour road trip from Chicago to New York City. Both at the height of post-collegiate pretentiousness, yep. <laughs> they butt heads over Harry's theory that men and women can't be friends without sex getting in the way. Blah, 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 blah. But I really liked that. Post-collegiate pretentiousness is the realest thing I've ever heard in my 24 years of life. Being at currently at the height of my post-collegiate pretentiousness. And then so. also, he has that whole, I think about death for hours. Oh my god, I know. It was like, suck my dick, Emery grad. You read Nietzsche. <laughs> you know how Nietzsche. to pronounce Nietzsche. You read Nietzsche once. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You understand Kerouac and probably enjoy it. Like, fuck off. My, my favorite author is Jack Kerouac. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile... Also, um, my second favorite book is uh, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, so, and then meanwhile... I'm tortured like, and I'm white. <laughs> no, he probably, like, read David Foster Wallace. If you, like, David Foster Wallace. I'm done. Infinite jest. I can't. His but you know that movie. that's right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is we all have met this guy. Yeah. Sucks. But... For some reason, always gets laid by beautiful Yes. Women. It's the guy who, like, you don't... Who, like has a charm and is clearly very intelligent yeah but is a dick and somehow still gets laid and you're also like i want to fuck you you. yeah it's just very confusing and i wish those guys would stop i understand but i can't but i but i've definitely been involved with them before yeah everyone has they're trash though it's a moment i'm sure everyone has gone through if you date 
I want every person I've ever been with to be listening to this and wondering if that if I'm talking about them. I just want to know if any of my exes got other girls pregnant. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that fucked up? All of my exes are sterile. Really? No. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> crazy if i like learned that about you i'd be like whoa just joking like are they just drinking copious yeah, they probably of, are like, though mountain dew or something because mountain dew i think makes men sterile yeah i've heard that yeah. <laughs> we're just propagating nonsense now but i've actually heard that oh it, it wasn't like an npr yeah <laughs> yeah it was both of us just lying out yeah <laughs> It's uh, fine. We're fine. Uh, so, <laughs> this is going to be a really um, good episode. Yeah, so let's see. But um, what else do we love about um, Billy Crystal? Then he gets five years older. Something I love. hate about Billy Crystal is his hair. He can't control that. Listen, I hate it. He. Probably- I hate the way it's styled in this movie. It's styled like it's just it's just so bad. I don't think he can control that, really. I'm going to take the pop shave it off, off and be a skinhead. <laughs> but then he'd be, like, really old-looking. <laughs> he would look so bad. He would look so old. I would kind of feel bad for, like, how old he is. I looked. have just a lot of problems with Billy Crystal's hair in this movie, and none of those problems can necessarily be solved, but I just want the world to know that I have a problem with it. The herd and understood. <laughs> herd. Herd. Yes. Um, That's all I can really give it. It's just like too poofy. He just needs some proper product and he needs it to not just all be pushed back. Like he needs a part at some point in his life. He had the part in college. I liked his college hair a lot more than his other hair. Yeah, but his other it- hair was just so ugly. It's thinning. Is I don't care. Now? It's not that. I don't care about that. Okay. Well, why you figure out Billy Crystal's <laughs> hair, um, we can talk about something I really want to talk about. He's not even bald. Not now? No. Oh, he's not hot anymore, though. <laughs> would not bang. Oh, Billy Crystal. Actually, if he was around me, I probably would. He's like in his 80s. I don't know about that. <laughs> It's not good. He looks like an egg. How old is he now? He's not in his okay, 80s, maybe. That looks more like his age. He's 70. 70 I would not okay. bang him. <laughs> He'd die on top of you. Or underneath Beneath me. You. Yeah, let's... Let's be honest. Okay. Beneath me. I was going for maybe a power bottom Ooh, perspective. A <laughs> power bottom. <laughs> right. Um, but I really want you to see his Twitter pic. He's on Twitter? Rob Reiner's on Twitter? I recently followed him. Extremely political. Really? Um, Oh, wait, no, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Reiner has a lot of opinions, which I respect. And I feel like if Nora Ephron, RIP, but if she was still alive, you know her ass would be on Twitter. Oh, you know it. She would be retweeting the shit out of She died in like 2012? Twitter was a thing then. So I wonder if she was on Twitter. Not as strong as it is now. Yeah, you know? fair enough, fair enough. Oh, I love this. <laughs> it's, so, it's a mirror pick. Aging gracefully. With, That's his Twitter. Is that what it says? Oh my yeah, God, I didn't even see that. It says aging gracefully. He's definitely not. He's aging gracefully. Actually, if he's 70 and he looks like that, he's aging very well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't look like he's I think that picture decrepit. was from many years ago because... 
the the person I'm seeing on the Google images is not the same as those. Are Twitter. they like paparazzi pics? No, they're like pics from red carpets and stuff. Oh well, he's also just old, you know. He didn't look that good when he hosted Oscars. This is what I want you when he was. I'm trying to turn this around. I'm really don't scared. Do my it, don't do it. Don't okay. do it. Don't do it. I'll text you again. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is when he was 67. Our podcasting setup, dear listeners, is extremely <laughs> fragile. Incredibly right fragile. We fucked up a lot of stuff. <laughs> we really have. We're uh-huh. really we're looking we're looking into getting better equipment, but. Listen, we that's are poor. Our, that's our podcast resolution for yeah, this year. Yeah, our podcast delusion. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. We'll go with it. That sounds good. Um, yeah, so it's to try and make this quality better. Okay, here's what, okay. Not so, our content, though. Our content's perfect. It's a load of shit, and we love it. Yeah, we didn't promise good quality Definitely content. not. Definitely not. So, two things. When they first meet in Chicago, Billy Crystal, who is Harry, is dating... Sally's best friend, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Or not best friend, but like one of her really her good friends. Her friend. Probably like a sorority sister. A gal pal. Yeah. And then the second time they meet, they're both in a relationship. And yes. this time, Sally is in a relationship with Joe. An adult blonde male. And this is what I wanted to get into. <laughs> so, immediately, you saw Joe and you said, I don't trust him because he's an adult blonde male. And I'm like... What? Go on. So, all right, listen. I have had a lot of trysts in my life. Sure. Right? Right. I'm an adult woman. Yeah. And what I have learned is never to trust an adult blonde male. Okay. They will always betray you. All right. Left Right and center. They will betray you. If you are an adult and you are a, I don't know, male, no, man presenting person. Yeah. A person who presents as a man and identifies as a man, not male, man. And you're blonde, I don't trust you. If you're like naturally blonde. If you're dyed hair blonde, that's whatever. That's that was my follow up yes, question. Yes, I'm sorry. If you so, uh, what is your definition of blonde? Naturally, a natural blonde. blonde. Sandy blondes. Don't trust them. No, okay. Do not trust an adult Nothing blonde on male. The range. Nothing on the range. Nothing on the range of blonde. Do not trust them because they will break your heart. Okay. They will ruin you. They will take your heart, crumple it up, and stomp on it. <laughs> This sounds extremely personal. <laughs> this is my vendetta against adult blonde males. I've been hurt by them too many times. So immediately you didn't like Joe. Me. Well, I was like, obviously this guy is going to be a piece of shit. He's going to be trash because he's an adult blonde male. Like, that's why you cast him like that. I just sort of feel like everyone in their minds has a secret, secret hate for adult blonde males. Um, because they, they're just used to getting what they want because they're beautiful. My thing is, I am extremely attracted to Ryan Gosling. Same. And Don't trust him. <laughs> I would lay my life on the line for <laughs> That's him. That's really strong. If he said, Sarah, run to me notebook style and just okay, come I would do me, it, but I would regret it later. I wouldn't regret it. And also, <laughs> What about after he stomps on your heart? I'd still trust him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I, 
He am, would betray me several times. I am so attracted to adult blonde males. Yeah. So attracted to them. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm into them. Right. The problem is, they always betray me. Yeah. I don't, I actually have not ever dated a blonde male. They're just very attractive, and I think they're very used to getting what they want. I don't think that we should give in to them. Say no to an adult blonde male. If you're an adult blonde male, dye your hair. Yeah. Brown. Reconsider your natural hair <laughs> color. You don't want to be untrustworthy. I'm semi-joking, but mostly I'm not. I mean, I think everyone, for the most part, looks pretty good as a brunette, you know? I can't imagine there's tons of blondes out there that I'm like, yeah, you'd yeah. be fucking ugly as See, a brunette. Okay, also, like, that's the thing is there's not a lot of naturally blonde people in this world. So if you're an adult and you're, like, naturally very blonde as an, a man... Like, as a woman, you're like, wow, beautiful. As a man, I'm just like, I don't trust you. You're going to stomp on my heart, aren't you? Okay. You know? Yeah. So those are my feelings on adult blonde males. I love it. I think that's good to have an opinion on that. <laughs> Moving on to our next part. The next part where, because the first two meetings, mm -hmm. you know, it establishes Harry's nihilism, <laughs> Sally's optimism, <laughs> Sally's really great outfit. Sally's fucking pickiness, which is super annoying as a server. Oh, so she's extremely picky, but, you know, she's driven. She's very driven, which I love. Yeah. And she's a full-ass bitch. Like, she, she is a real-ass character. She is for sure pedal to the metal, mm. fucking balls to the wall, mm. commits. Clit to the Shit. shit. Yeah. Is that a saying? I don't know. We should make it one. Ooh, I love it. She is. So instead of balls to the wall, we should make it. Clip to the shit. Oh. Or we should make it something better. The pit? The pit? Clit to the pit. She's clit to the pit. Let's go. It. Get in the pit. <laughs> clit to the pit, bitch. Clit to the pit. Let's do it. Everyone's I like that. trash except for Billy Crystal and when Harry met Seth. True. But he is trash, but he's hot trash. No, he's for sure trash, like, based on, <laughs> based on like, what he eats and how he treats women and mm. his sweatpants. But I love his sweaters. He's got amazing sweater game. Yeah, and you know he's a he's a political consultant. Yeah, he's also. extremely smart. But that's also why he knows how to play the game. Yeah, because he's like a political strategist or something. I don't. He's a lawyer. I don't. He's a political consultant. I think he is a. I think he does political. What does that mean? for a legal firm or something? Something. Oh wait, fuck! I forgot. Uh, her outfits. Yes, obviously. So good. The turtlenecks. Oh, makes me really want to live. In New York City, in the fall. Not in the summer. Only in the fall. New York City in the summer is a fucking nightmare. I only want to live when the, the leaves See, are yeah, changing. That's my thing, is I'm like, I don't want to experience summer unless I'm at the beach. A crisp, cool air. Yeah. Romance in the art museum. I want to wear sweaters year-round. Yeah, I get that. I see that. Layers. Um. White turtlenecks. So... There's so many parts of this movie that are, like, my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> All the of, parts. Like, the best parts is when, uh, so this is the third time they meet, a.k.a. they're friends now, mm -hmm. and they go to the art museum. And the then the And then they go, like, paprikash. Paprikash. Yeah. Paprikash. Paprikash. And she makes that silly face. Yeah. Did you know that one of those lines was, like, 
ad-libbed by Billy Crystal. No, I did not know it that. It was supposed to be like the first two lines, and then Billy Crystal ad-libbed the last one in, and then Matt That's Ryan so laughed so hard, and then she looked at Rob Reiner off camera, and and he Rob Reiner must have been like this, uh-huh. like keep going, and then she tried to like keep up with Billy Crystal, but oh when you look God. at when you look at it and you don't realize that she was looking at Rob Reiner, she just looks like she's looking at the rest yeah. of the museum. And I love that's that. That's so cute. I didn't know that. So good. That's awesome. That's literally so adorable. Yeah. I feel like something I really like about this movie is that all of the kind of like character development and like the relationship growth between the two of them, mm-hmm. it all happens in like little moments you know like it all happens in these like light hangouts like when they're at the met and they're like taking a walk or they're unrolling a rug at his apartment you know it all happens through like little moments that don't have a lot of pressure on them and little things that just i feel like is a lot more natural and i think that's something like in that article again that i was reading it compared them to the like glossy quote unquote scenes that occur in rom-coms of the 2000s oh yeah and i think that's so true because like rom-coms of the 2000s really tend to go into these like elaborate situations that would never happen normally or like that are so out there like the proposal yeah i mean as my classic example like you you wouldn't like fly to alaska with your subordinate and get married and like you know, that just wouldn't happen. Yeah. But like this, someone you meet once, run into five years later, run into again and become friends and then eventually fall in love, like that would happen. And it's so and like, romantic. Yeah, and like it's your so love. And they change so much yeah, over the 10 years. And your love like unfolds over these little moments. It doesn't happen like with dramatic things. Right. You know, not necessarily like. I don't know. I just think that that's something that's really beautiful about the way Nora Ephron writes. Yeah. And, like, something that rom-coms have been trying to achieve for a really long time and don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because she's just so good. So good. And um, there's just so many good, like, moments in this movie. Like, when they run it – so there's this part where they um are shopping for a – oh, my God – this, even the part where then they're having dinner with their friends and then their friends end up falling in love with mm-hmm. each other, like, immediately. Like, that's so good. Yeah. And the part where she says, I just read that, like, yes. restaurants are what theater, or what are people to the 80s, what theater was to people in the 60s. Yeah. And he's like, I wrote that. Yes, I love that. <laughs> he's like, I've never had someone quote me back to me before. I love that. And you're like, you're made for each other. I literally. I love it. Literally. Could have cried. So good. And before that, she was like all hung up on this guy she was yeah. the other woman for. Mm-hmm. And you see, even that, it's like, like even the minor characters get. Yeah, like a like, fully fleshed out type of romance, you know? Exactly. Like, even she, like, even the subplot gets more flesh than most subplots do nowadays. Yeah, and that wasn't even a big well, it was a big scene, but it wasn't like it, it wasn't like this very dramatic like moment. It was mm-hmm. just like a moment. Just Anyways. like the way people live. So good. 
so good. I just think that this movie is so like so beautifully puts together normal everyday life into a romantic story. And then the dialogue is just perfect. The dialogue is incredible. Like, and then also I was thinking, so the famous orgasm scene yes so (laughs) if you haven't seen that if you haven't seen this movie or seen this scene pause this podcast and go google when harry met sally orgasm yeah scene and watch it it's so good so basically what happens is that they're having a casual lunch together and Harry, with all his sexism and just, like, blatant masculine... Toxic masculinity. Yeah, and he's just stupid in general and does not understand women. But also, was that, like, the culture in the 80s and the 90s that, like... That's still the culture. Men really just do not understand women, even though there's <laughs> all this media that is, like, women-centric See, like, centric and driven this... and, like... like woman on twitter that's literally the bare minimum you could do and you would already have a vast amount of insight into a female brain the sad thing is i feel like i still know so many guys who are like a woman's never faked an orgasm with me and i'm like you're fucking wrong you know i'm like you i'm like like what meg ryan says she's like every guy thinks that no woman has faked an orgasm but 80 percent of women have faked orgasms And she was like, so you do the math. That ain't that ain't how it goes, baby. And then there's also that great line that she says <clears throat> that she's like, because you are an affront to all women and <laughs> I am a woman. <laughs> I know. I love that because I, f- I feel that way like 95% of the time when I'm interacting with men. <laughs> when they do something and I'm like, you're an affront to, woman, or to women and I am a woman. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> Because you need to leave at 3 a.m. to go polish your and irons, and you don't even have a fireplace. <laughs> to be fair, that's me after a <laughs> I'm like, okay, gotta go. T-T-Y-L. <laughs> but I'm like, that's because I don't want to stay in your gross-ass apartment. And then, I'd like, rather go home to my amazing bed. There's so many, like, men beds that only have, like, one not-fitted sheet on Yeah. And also, like, I don't know why. I guess guys are like... Dark sheets are manly, but they always get dark sheets, and then there are just stains yeah, that's everywhere. Yeah, you know, it's like all sheets. guys do that, and it's like this is gross. Get lighter sheets. It's not unmanly to have white sheets. Maybe linen. I would love that. I would. I don't even have linen. Neither do I. I'm not fancy enough for that. Yeah. But if you are, get white linen sheets. Yeah, they're amazing. They, they get softer. The less you wash them. <laughs> so like you can, I might have to face You can be cool. Right <laughs> you can be cool. And, and you won't sweat as much. It's linen. It's amazing. Anyway, <laughs> the scene when she's like uh, women have probably faked an orgasm around yeah. you. Harry's like no way and then she proceeds to fake the yes. loudest orgasm <laughs> in public. Over lunch that stops the entire diner Amazing. and everyone looks at her. And ballsy. And that's what I mean by Clitty. a bitch commits. Clitty. She commits. That was clit in the pit. Clit right to there. the pit. Clit to the pit she did that. I'm not sure if this is going to catch on. Me neither. We might need to think of something better, but I like clit to the something. We'll get there. Yeah. But anyway, but something I love about this fake orgasm scene mm-hmm. is that 
that is something that she would never have fucking done at age 23. She or wouldn't. Or like 22. When she graduated college, she, they were at a diner or something. She would never have done that. She was like, I'll have you know I've had some very good sex. But then, but then she was immediately very embarrassed. And she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Then at age like 31 or whatever she is, 32, she he says that to her. Mm-hmm. She looks at him. Kind of like he starts eating a sandwich. She's like, mm-hmm, and just starts doing it. No provocation. She was like, fuck you. I'm about to show your ass right now. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that is the kind of like strong ass female role model, or sorry, not female. I just want to say woman identifying role model that we need. Yeah. And, I, and that's like, that's the kind of, oh, I just love it. I just love her gall. I love her clit to the pit attitude. She has charisma. She does. Um, and then another great thing about that scene yes. is that Rob Reiner's mom is in the background yes. of the fellow diner. <laughs> and she, Billy Crystal improvised the line, I'll have what she's having. Yes. And then they decided that was so funny that that the woman was going to say it, and it ended up keeping in the final cut. I love that. There's... I love that so much. Like, they imagine how much fun they were having on set while that was happening. Exactly. Like, With... while she was doing that. With some of the most, like, talented, like, talent in the business. <laughs> yeah. Like, Meg Ryan is so... But I... she was so new then. But here's... But she was so talented and so amazing, and I love her. But it also is that... With the magic with Meg Ryan is that her reactions are so good. Oh my god, they're so she, real. She reacts to everything. Like, she literally listens. Like she does what what you need to do as an actor, and you actually listen to what people are saying. Like you listen to what your co-star, or like whoever your partner, is saying. And you react to that the way you would react to anything. Like, you don't know the lines. Yeah. Like, you have to listen. And I just love that about her. I love that, like, she really does react. So good. And then there's this moment that I, like, especially love Meg Ryan so much. It's the first time they go to New Year's Eve, that party together. And they're dancing cheek to cheek. And they realize, they have this extremely <laughs> intimate physical contact and and like she realizes it in that moment they both do when he closes his eyes when they're like dancing cheek to cheek i was like but then she like you see something like in her eyes where she's like this is kind of wrong i could cry right now right and that's why meg ryan is iconic (laughs) i could literally cry right now so I just feel so emotional about that movie. Like, so good. it just hits me in such an emotional spot. Like, oh, I just love it so much. It, like, they truly are a perfect match for each <laughs> They're other. They're such a good match. And, like, they are. Oh, they God, now I want to watch Sleepless in Seattle, so I actually will cry. <laughs> they, like, challenge each other in oh, a way that is so like vulnerable mm-hmm. and like their amazing. emotional intimacy in this like the emotional intimacy that they build throughout the movie yeah i think is just spectacular yeah and i i feel like it it says a lot but then again when i was reading that article it was talking about how like <clears throat> they use each other as they're using each other as a crutch in a way mm-hmm. so like they're getting the emotional intimacy from one another that they would want from a partner. Right. 
which I think is interesting and I'd like to go into a little bit more because I think that you can get different forms of emotional intimacy for from different people like for different reasons. Yeah. You yeah, know, like sure. the emotional intimacy that I have with my friends is not necessarily like the emotional intimacy that I would want from a partner. You know, like there are things that I would probably like talk to and I, I guess I don't know this because I haven't had a serious partner in a very long time. Um, but I feel like I don't want to – like when I read that, I thought to myself, I don't want to diminish the emotional intimacy that I have with my friends and like my close relationships by saying that, you know, that's what I actually – that's actually that's what I want from a partner. So like when I get that from my – from like a romantic partner, yeah, I don't need that anymore from my friends. Like I don't – want that to be true Mm -hmm. you know I want my friends to serve their emotional purpose and us to have our very special relationship and then to have a different special relationship with a partner but I guess you could probably speak on that a little bit differently seeing as you have had a serious partnership for quite a while now yeah I mean it's different because like what I choose to talk about with my friends is um, I don't know. I think you could just be, like, vulnerable in different ways to different yeah. people. And it's not necessarily, like, um, I don't It's not necessarily, like, something that you think of. It's just kind of organic. It's the same way that when Billy Crystal is talking to Meg Ryan, he has a completely different, like, right. dynamic with her than when he's talking with he has with his friend. With Jess, yeah, yeah. and, um... Even at the baseball, the yeah, that's what pages. I was thinking about. Yeah, because he says, "Oh, I open up to her in all these different ways. I get this female perspective on thing. I, you know, like the other day, I had sex. It took this woman to such a place she actually meowed, and then <laughs> that's all Jess could hear is that she actually yeah. meowed during sex. Yeah, which is hilarious. But I guess, I guess I'm thinking about like I have one very specific guy friend who is one of my best friends who I could tell anything and I guess I wonder if that will change if that relationship will change if I have a partner you know yeah or like if I were to get into some sort of like emotional relationship with another man I wonder if that would change I don't I don't think or want it to, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't think it would or nor do I want it to because I think no matter his gender, like he is still my friend and he provides like a relationship and an emotional intimacy that I cherish. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, what I would want or and expect to happen is that I would maintain that relationship and evolve a different relationship with that person who is my partner, if that per- partner is like a male, is kind of how I'm I'm speaking. Yeah, I don't know if this is making any sense, but I mean, kind of. I, I'm trying to I like kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah, but- I'm just really interested by it because I I feel like this movie really says that you can only have emotional intimacy with someone of the opposite sex, since this is a very cis hetero movie. Yeah. It's saying you can only have emotional intimacy with someone of the opposite sex in one way. I, you yeah, know? I, 
I kind of agree, but also I think that it's not really... I think that's kind of making too wide of a judgment on the fact mm-hmm. that this is only two people. Yeah. And Meg Ryan's personality in this movie, and she even says it, is that she's, like, very closed off. She's very yeah. structured. And she doesn't allow herself to ever be vulnerable. And even Billy Crystal has that, like, yeah, the that, argument outside of where Jess he's like, and you Marie's never get house. upset. Like, exactly. And then when she finally is vulnerable, they, like, fall, they have, like, physical intimacy right. as well which yeah. is like which is why i'm saying that they f- they think it's like that this movie promotes the idea of just having that emotional intimacy with one person well at the same time they had been spending all this time together yeah her best her former best or her still best friend her best friend is in a new relationship with another man and they've been spending so it's it's it, it would be interesting to see how it played out in... If her best friend was a man? Well, not even that. Oh, that's it's, what I was thinking. Well, I, I mean, it's just that it's so hard to judge whether she still would be having that emotional intimacy with her best friend at the same time as being in a relationship. Because you don't... We don't see that, really. Yeah. And you don't even see her ever really be emotionally... Uh, available ever yeah that's true but whereas billy crystal wears his heart on his sleeve yeah his emotions are everywhere always out he cannot like i contain it that is also a very attractive quality yeah in a man and i actually told this to someone recently i was like i find it a very attractive and very i think it's what i was telling someone i think it's your one of your best qualities that you can't hide your emotions that your emotions are always at your forefront yeah and i was like because i don't feel like i get that from a lot of people a lot of men specifically Mm -hmm. uh i was like i don't really feel like i get that i feel like i have to dig for their emotions but i was like oh i feel like with you you know that's just who you are yeah well you're just so i feel like that's the same way with that with the harry character yeah and that's also like good for communication i agree people who are like very emotionally expressive are like naturally better communicators yeah i agree um and are better advocates for themselves and yes which is incredibly important as well and that's really hard to do and kudos if you're that kind of person i'm not but (laughs) i think i am (laughs) you know i'm like so emotional (laughs) yeah i mean i but i appreciate that and that's really cool and i respect it a lot because it's like very courageous you know, it's not something. I'm more of the Sally Albright, and you are a little That's more of the Harry true. Burns. That's why we get along. Yeah, but that's why it's when uh, Tina Metzera. Yeah, which is one of the titles that we grappled with when we uh, first began this podcast. <gasps> we were so close. But then we thought we don't want we don't want people to think that we're dating. Yeah, we didn't want this to be too much of a dating podcast. Yeah, we were like, you know, it's more about the rom and the calm. Yeah, not so much about us. Yeah, well, I mean, it is. I mean, it is about us, obviously. We're incredibly your, self-centered. I don't know if this is putting you on the spot too much, but like, go ahead. What do you have a favorite point in the movie? Like a favorite scene or something? Um, I know there's like tons to choose. I mean, from. there's so many. I love the orgasm scene, obviously. Right. I don't know. I have a couple. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes is when they're unrolling the rug. Not really for any particular reason other than, like, I just love that it's a normal moment. Mm -hmm. Like, he's reassessing his life in 
this apartment without his ex-wife. Like, he's trying to decorate. He's trying to just, like, live his life again. She's wearing a skirt also. Yeah. After he says, you should wear skirts more. You look amazing in skirts, which is kind of like, you know, it's a little bit outdated, that whole idea of, like, someone says that and then you do it. Um, But I think it's sweet and I think it's kind of like a point of their relationship and how much they trust one another and one another's opinion. Yeah, exactly. Also, when she's like, yeah, turn this rug around. I don't know. I just really like that scene. I like the way it's shot. I like the um, view. I just like the whole thing. I also love, love, love. And you're going to love this. The chase scene. The chase scene. I mean, I was like squirming during that because I was going, run! Should we just go into it? Should we just dive in? Yes. I was going, run! Run, Harry, run! Okay. So a little bit of background for the chase scene is that it is New Year's Eve. And they had previously spent the New Year's Eve together. but um, Yes. And they had said... If neither of us is with anyone else on New Year's Eve, yeah, we'll be each other's date. Yes. However, Sally was there without a date because yes. they had slept together four weeks earlier or something. Yes. And, and it was really awkward yes. and they got into a big fight about it and it was awful and we were stressed for them. Very stressed. Um, But anyways, it's New Year's Eve and Billy Crystal has the epiphany basically that he loves her and that he has formed this emotional bond with her and he doesn't want to lose her. And um, then he chases or he runs to where she is at the party. And I love that line that he says, which is like, when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your life to start right now. As soon as possible. Oh, yes. Thank you. As soon as possible. It's okay. Which I yeah. just think is so cute. That whole because, monologue, like, I memorized. Okay. I, read it out to us. Okay. I mean, not read it out. Say I, it out to us right now. I love that you get cold. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, in ASMR. Ha <laughs> ha! Just kidding. We're never doing that again. No. Um, but say it to me. Uh, I love that it that you get cold when it's seventy one degrees. Say it out. like you mean it. I love it that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love the crinkle you get between your or no above your nose when, when you look at me, at me like, like I'm crazy. Nuts. When I'm nuts, it's nuts. nuts. When I'm nuts. How dare you mess up that line? Oh my god! Because ah. I'm drinking. It's okay. And also, I didn't know. So. <laughs> 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 There's two other lines. I got thrown off my groove. Okay, sorry. Start over. Uh, This is going to be the thumbnail. Not the thumbnail. (laughs) The uh, intro. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees outside. Mm. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. Tell them. I love the crinkle you get above your nose when you look at me like I'm nuts. Like I'm nuts. (laughs) Uh... Fuck. Damn it, you did it again. I did it again. There's two other lines. And I love you. And when you know you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as as soon soon as as possible. possible. I've had three glasses of wine. I don't remember. (laughs) I've had countless. Countless. (laughs) I'm just dumb. (laughs) Um, But... it's so good. That it's so good. I just love that. The freaking response. That's <sighs> so good. When Sally goes, you say that, Harry. And it, you say it, that. Yes. And it makes, makes it impossible to hate you. And I hate you, Harry. 
And when she says, I hate you, we're all thinking, you love him. She says, I hate you, and she means I love you, and it is the cutest thing in this world. Yeah. I'm just really overwhelmed. It's so good. It's the best movie ending in the whole entire world. It's so satisfying. So good. It's just... So God, good. it's just and so good. The, okay, throughout the movie, also they have these cut scenes between old couples. Oh, and they're just oh. so good. Oh, they're beyond. Oh, they're so good. They're it's these like, like fake documentary. Six. Sorry, yes. no, 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 that's right. Go Let ahead. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> it's like five or six like fake documentaries where older couples who've been together for a really long time so long talk about how they met and how they fell in love and at the very end harry and sally get one and it is so (laughs) fucking good it's so meta too so meta (laughs) where they're like Oh, we met, or he told me he loved me, and then we got married three months later, and then it took, and then it only took three months, and then he's like, it only took three months, and she's like, twelve years years and three months. months. (laughs) I'm like, oh, so good, and the wedding was beautiful. It was a coconut cake, and the chocolate sauce was on the side side because it's really important because the coconut especially soaks up the chocolate. I just, I can't. So good. I just love love, and I love when people accept one another as they are. Mm. Oh, like in Bridget Jones, he loves you just as you are. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm just feeling so emotional. But also that scene when they're in bed, like before right? they have sex, when she's like, "I need a Kleenex." Oh no! <laughs> but the, the the part that is like <laughs> spit it out. Like, like, when she's talking about... So, she's crying in bed because she realizes her ex-boyfriend is getting engaged. And her He's ex-boyfriend didn't want to get married to her. Oh, that line. And then Sarah she says, had a visceral reaction to oh, this line. Like, it, we were watching it and she literally went, oh. Because it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It's like, I don't know. I... I I don't know this exactly, but she basically says, like, she goes, why didn't he want to marry me? And she goes, like, what she says, he said he didn't want to get married, but what he meant was he just didn't want to get married to me. Oh. And she, look, let me listen oh. to her. She goes, oh. oh it <laughs> it was like hurts. visceral reaction it there. It hurts because it's like, that is, that was. Like that's true. Yeah, it's literally so true. It's so it's it's savage. It's savage. It's horrible, and it's awful to have that realization that someone's behavior savage is because of you directly. Yeah, Yeah. it's because there is. It's like you're like you know she really internalized that as like her fault. And I think that that's like incredibly painful. When you realize, like, when you love someone or you're, like, incredibly emotionally invested in someone and you realize that they just do not have that for you. Yeah. You know? And they're like, oh, I have that with someone else. Yeah. Or, like, I want that with this person. Like, with It's her- so painful. God, it was just th- that line. It really hit me. It mm. really hit me. Mm. It was just so poignant. I mean, there's obviously, like, tons of, like... There's just so many good lines in this movie, so many good moments in this movie. I know. Like when he's he gets he comes to her door. Also, 
that is such a good friend is when she's like, he's getting married. And he's like, who? And she's like, what is, what's his name again? Joe. Joe. Joe! And he's like, I'll be right over. Yeah. Oh, such a good friend. Then he shows up and he's like, are you okay? And she just goes, huh. You know, I, know. I wish Relatable. you guys could see my face right now, but you can't. So we'll gif it later. <laughs> it's fine. We'll make a boomerang. A boomerang. <laughs> it's just so. Yeah. Oh, so it's just good. so good. It's just. Makes me want to live in New York in the fall and wear turtlenecks mm. and fall in love with a white man. <laughs> I second that. God, I just want to. Listen to Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, literally. I want to slow dance cheek to cheek with someone who I secretly love. But they don't realize it yet. They're falling in love. I love that. Haji's falling in love. See, I just feel like... He's falling in love with this wire. He really is. I just feel like the amount of romantic moments in this is just out of this world. Yeah. And I just want it, I want it to be my life. It's, it's subtle until it's not subtle. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Damn. God. We got got by this movie. It really hit me where it hurts. And God when I say it. hurts, I mean where I feel emotions in me. <laughs> <laughs> so the goddamn good. That fucking chase scene. Oh, he, oh hold on. We didn't talk about Billy Crystal wearing leggings and oh! keep walking. <laughs> this, I take it all back. This is my favorite scene. <laughs> this is my favorite scene. It's when Billy Crystal, a.k.a. Harry, and Jesse, or whatever his name is, yeah. when they, as bros, yeah. go on a power walk through Central Park in leggings. And he's also wearing a Henley with a turtleneck underneath, which I fully respect yeah. and love. And they're power walking, hips are moving, mm-hmm. fists are juggling. Uh, things are going very, very well on their power walk. And I love that they said to each other, let's go for a power walk this morning. Put on your leggings and your leg warmers. We're here to walk. Uh, oh, my God. Hold I on. love it. There's also this really great. I love it. I'm just still thinking about it. I'm watching his little hips move in my rear view window. Like, who power walks? I love that. I love that. I'm going to ask all of my friends to go on power walks with me now. And I'm going to say, wear your leggings and your leg warmers and also a Henley and a turtleneck. Yeah. Things are looking be... up. Also a fanny pack. It's going to be a look. It's it already is a look. 2019, baby. 2019, the year of the power walk. I love that. Oh my mm. god. Mm. And then also, there's this really, really, really great scene. <laughs> Sorry, so many great scenes. When Harry and Sally both call Jess and Marie, mm. their best friends, in bed. And yes, um, we were talking about this earlier. And and Jet, you know. Mer- Sally calls Marie, and Harry calls Jess. And, and at this point, Marie and Jess live together yes. and are sleeping in the same bed. Yes. And this is right after, what's her face, Sally and Harry sleep together. Yes. He leaves. Yes. And they both call their best friends. And they both talk about it. And in how the it- perfect way. It's just so beautifully crafted. That scene is just oh, so God. fucking well done. The timing, everything, the dialogue. It's perfect in how they both say, we did it at the same time. Yeah. Which is so cute. <laughs> I just love it. And then, and then, and then what's it? Uh, Harry asks Jess, oh, is um Marie in the background? And he's like, no, it's Jane Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Such a, 
like a small little line. It's just sprinkled in. Yeah. But then they have that great moment when they both hang up and Marie and Jess go, or Marie goes, promise I'll never have to go back out there. Oh, that's so sweet. And he says, I promise you'll never have to go back out there. And then they kiss. Also, we should talk about baby fish mouth. <laughs> yes and his shirt in that scene amazing i love that shirt i Great. love that's the like, fashion in this movie that's vapor wave right there. <laughs> literally literally um no i i want to talk about when harry and sally sleep together yeah which first of all is like incredibly emotional and lovely and sweet but also when they wake up mm-hmm. it obviously brings you back to earlier in the movie when he says oh you want to be held all night don't you yeah and, and i just get held all night yes and i just hate that like i hate that like oh he was right type of thing because when she wakes up she's smiling she's like oh Harry. and he's like uh-huh i'm in the bed and i just want to leave you know, I hate that. Yeah. Because I'm just like, that might be the trope that you guys went for, but that is not true. But also, Like, is for that... all women and all men, like, that's just not how people see the world anymore. And I feel like that's just, you know, that might be how I am. Yeah. Like, as a woman, I am more like Harry, and I'll be like, ha, 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 gotta go. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's, I, I don't know. I, th- I guess it just pisses me off because I'm like, I don't want to be pigeonholed into this, like, like weak woman trope honestly it is a weak woman trope of like wanting to be held by a man all night after you've made love you know yeah i mean no disrespect to women who want that. no 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 not at all you want what you want and that's cool yeah but men too if you want to get held all night after sex yes that's wonderful fucking awesome but i don't like the way they portray it in this movie because i feel like and maybe this has something to do with like my own psyche i don't know yeah but, like, it makes me feel, like, it makes me feel weak for women. Okay. That they're putting that on them and they're saying, oh, this is how women want to be after sex. Like, she's like, I will make love when it is love that needs to be made. Yeah. You know? And he's like, why haven't you fucked anyone yet? Yeah. You know? But also... That pisses me off. I feel like... But that's the sign of the times, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. I definitely get that. Everything you just said, I, like, agree with. But also, I kind of read into it that it's, like, this is Harry coming to the realization of his actions mm-hmm. and the con- the potential consequences way before Sally does. Because Sally is not in an emotional like no. emotionally stable point at yeah, all Yeah, she and does not process her emotions very well oh uh, yeah and especially at that point all she knows is that well you know and i'm not saying that she wasn't like cognitive i mean <laughs> no i know what you mean i know what you're saying i'm just saying that she ha- like the gravity of the situation hadn't like fully set in yet yeah whereas with harry it like almost immediately set in yeah and he's realizing like this is a time I, like, had sex with someone I care about a lot. And mm-hmm. that's, like, terrifying and he's kind of like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Exactly. And yeah. he doesn't, like, want to lose their relationship. And it's, yeah. you know, so that's kind of what I read into it, too. Yeah, that's fair. But also, you know, I don't she know. wants to, like, cuddle. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's definitely like my own shit yeah. projecting onto that as well as like societal stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's always a combination like how you view mu- view movies and like how you view media is always going to be a combination of like your own psyche and your own experiences as well as like the society that you've grown up in. So to each their own. But like if you guys have any opinions on that, literally message us and let us know because I want to hear it all. Yeah. I do. I really yeah, do. Message me, sure. particularly, at Tino Takes a Tumble. Yeah. <laughs> or just, like, rom-coms we loved. That's fine, too. Um, but, <laughs> oh like, also, God. yeah. I just love this movie I do, so too. Much. I mean, I really do. Like, for all of its flaws, which are not very many. Yeah. Like, very few flaws. <laughs> to me, is the perfect romantic comedy. It is. This is the perfect... Well, I would even venture on to say a perfect movie to me, honestly. <laughs> I love I, that. I love I that you're so confident in it. I don't let the romantic comedy genre put this in a pigeonhole. Yeah, like, this is my top three. Mm-hmm. I tell people, For like, sure. oh, yeah, my top, like, movies are, like, Alien and When Harry <laughs> Met Sally and, like, The Royal Tenenbaums. That's, oh, like, yes. my top three love movies. Those are amazing top three for you. That's fantastic. That's, like, my top three, though. I Every hate time Alien. Asks about <laughs> I fucking that, hate it. I love Alien. Mine are, like, Coraline. <laughs> Coraline. I don't know. That's it. It's just Coraline. No, I, I respect that. Coraline, Sleepless in Seattle, and um, When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> So good. I reserve the right to amend that. No, I... <laughs> honestly, that's, those are good options. Those are good choices. <laughs> it's just such a fucking good movie, I just feel dude. super emotional about it. I and I, Same. But I think, like, that in, its, in and of itself, like, is the beauty of this movie, is that so many people can connect to it. And that, like, it makes both of us feel deeply emotional yeah. and it like connects to us both i mean it got you viscerally yeah in multiple parts you yeah. like had a visceral reaction to it and you've seen this movie many times like and every time every time you like that happens and i've seen this movie many times not as many as you but i've seen it many times and it just like it gets us yeah. and it's like something about that is timeless. And I think that's something that's really beautiful about this movie. It's just that how well it stands the test of time. Yeah. It's so good. And it also is. the music choice is perfect for yes. it. Yes. Everything they play. Yes. Especially the part where it's New Year's. Yes. And then it's that song and the line it's like <laughs> It had to be you. No, it's the one where it's um sorry, I didn't mean to say no so aggressive. That's okay. I appreciate it. It's the one, it's the line where it's like, how do friends become lovers? Or like, how do lovers oh, I become didn't, friends? Or I haven't something paid like that. that much attention to Oh it. my God. It's so, it hits me. It hits me. This movie gets <laughs> me so hard, man. It's really, it's intensely emotional. Oh God. It's if you just, have not seen this movie, if we haven't convinced you, nothing will. The like, highs just fucking are high. Watch it. The lows are high. The lows are still high. This is a 10 movie. 10 out of 10. This, you Wood's watch May. this movie and your life will begin. Oh. Oh. So good. Yeah. That's how I felt, I think, the first time I watched this movie. I was like, love exists. Love is real. Yeah. You know? So good. God. Damn. Oh, my God. Now I'm just thinking Now, yeah. That chase scene. We need to watch something else after this. Yeah. What do we want to Because I'm just watch? feeling emotional. 
I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, God. Want to wrap this up? I think we should. Thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah. If you guys are still tuning in, we would super appreciate you. You're doing amazing, and we love everyone who listens. Yeah. Even if you don't listen and you're just like, it's in the back of your mind, that's fine, too. We appreciate you. Yeah. Maybe you're vacuuming right now. I love that. That's super cool. Clean your house. Clean your home. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, follow us on Instagram at yes. romcoms we've loved. Uh, you can also send us an email at romcoms we've loved at gmail.com or you follow can, us on Twitter yeah. at to all the romcoms. Also, our music is made, uh, yeah, made, created by Ian Boyd of the band Suede Cassidy. They have a new single out called Stay Up, I believe. It's lovely. You should give it a listen. It's on Spotify. Yes, it is. That's where I listen to things, and so is our podcast. So if you're listening to our podcast on Spotify, we thank you, and you should also go look up Sway Cassidy. Yeah. And then, uh, what else? I think that hits it. Oh, we, uh, you produced this. We produced it. <laughs> Mainly. Quote, unquote, we. Mostly me. <laughs> I bring a lot of charisma. Yes. to the table you bring the charisma and for that i appreciate you yeah but it's the charisma and enough. the microphones and a better computer uh just slightly jeez both of our computers suck and we're working on that hey listen this is the year of resolutions it really you're is. gonna fall in love yes with a non-blonde adult <laughs> please let me man. fall in love with not an adult blonde male because you only betray me if you're an adult blonde male stay away from me hey if you're but a single please don't. i love it if you're a single <laughs> not blonde male in the atlanta area tweet, <laughs> tweet us at to all the no send us an instagram DM. Ooh, slide in our dm that way i can see all your pictures and yeah. in case you delete pictures of your ex-girlfriend drama judge her drama or ex-boyfriend that's fine too you guys know also if you're a single lady (laughs) yeah i'm not uh committed to one gender yeah it doesn't sound like you have a lot of limitations other than the blonde that's literally it okay i think if you're if you're an adult blonde male oh or if you're a republican oh that's a big one but i doubt any republicans listen to probably not (laughs) there's any like republicans out there that's like oh you know what i love nora efron and also mitt romney like like, that's probably not that's not like a venn diagram of people like those are the two separate circles no overlap um anyways thanks for tuning in you guys thanks for listening we super appreciate you we'll talk to you later when we Yes, please rate us five stars um, on iTunes. I don't know what you can do on Spotify, but like send us good vibes. That'll do. Um, Review us, rate, review, subscribe to us on all platforms. Um, Yeah, basically, like we love you guys and uh, we hope you're enjoying this. If you have any suggestions, any rom coms you want to hear about, or any microphone recommendations. We would super appreciate it. We're working on it, okay? 2019 is the year of the podcast. Um, that's a lie. Uh, okay, thanks. All right, bye. Bye.